When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Norrie. How about that? Bane says... I tell you guys, the night I was out with the Rolling Stones, I'm like, come on, what was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure is. Welcome, everybody, into Hour 2 of the RP Show. We are broadcasting from the Event Center here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino in lovely Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer. Extra smooth, extra refreshing. Find Original 16 at a store near you. And I just noticed as we welcome uh, the Moose back into the program here, Darren Moose DuPont. How are you, Moose? Did you turn the lights okay. back on in front of you? You seem very bright over there. I know. I have no lights on in front of me. None. Yes. Like, just bright in here. I kind of wish that um, that we did have a live studio audience. We're working our way towards that, believe me. We've come a long way in a couple of days that we've been here. But we're only like 20 feet apart. Right. We're on the stage here in the event center. Obviously, my back's to the crowd. He's facing me. But I hope over the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll be able to get some people in here. COVID regulations willing, but they had a lot of people in here for the MMA on Saturday night oh, in yeah. this very room. So I think we could very much pull it off. Before we get into the sports talk, there's a lot of great questions coming in from our viewers that have to do with uh, NHL games tonight, uh, NFL games this past weekend. I just noticed from a sponsor, uh, it just came up on my sheet. Rod's Rant brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating and Cooling. Call us today and book your duct cleaning. And I would suggest that you do that, but I don't have anything to rant about. I'm living in a resort with you. Yeah. My good friend had a hot tub this morning in minus 16 Celsius and froze my hair. Last night we ate at a buffet. It was amazing. Were they those things? Yorkies, York iron? Yeah, Yorkshire puddings. Boo! They had uh, stuffed with roast beef and gravy. (sighs) Chocolate (laughs) fountain. And I'll say it again. This nice elderly lady. Came up to our table. I'm telling you this. And she said, where are you boys from? I said, as far as you know, Florida. Well, welcome. Welcome to Calgary. If there's any questions that you have, I I live here. I just come to the buffet quite regularly because it's the best deal in town. And then she went and gambled. And she won $675, came back to our table. And I think that's what we call the RP bump. 
You just didn't she call us dear? You guys have a great time, dear. Yes, she just was loved that we were there and at the resort, and she was so excited to circle back. She had her coat on and her toque, and she's ready to leave, and she had to. That's what I got. <laughs> and and she did like the the paper you could snap snap snap. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, she won big. Oh yeah. So it's been. A, I got nothing to rant about. What am I going to rant about? So, where, where are we? The one thing, I mean, you just get immersed in a culture of where you are. So we're kind of immo- immersed in this Oilers Flames thing. And we're going to, you know, we have had Stampeders great sound. We had Nick Lewis last hour. We got Derek Dennis coming up. We're hoping to get more Stampeders people over the next couple of weeks. I don't think that Anything with the CFL is lost in this country. You could use some some sprucing up. But this is a tremendous CFL town. But it's also January. And we're in the thick of the NHL season. So I, let's just jump on that for a second. Um, they're asking who's the better team, Oilers or Flames. Um, the, they're talking about tonight's test with the Florida Panthers in town. And just what a mishmash it is for any NHL team, Darren. Like the yeah. last time the Flames played, they got smoked here by Ottawa. What was it? 4-2? Yeah. Was it Friday night, I think, and Daryl said, we're not playing enough games. We don't have any emotion. And he's right. But it would be, as I look, I just looked up the standings right now. Both the Flames and Oilers are out in the Pacific Division. And I understand they haven't been playing games. But if you're Daryl Sutter and if you're Dave Tippett, the games the Oilers have been playing, they stunk anyways. But are you getting concerned that the San Jose's are leapfrogging you because they're playing and you're not? Yeah. I would think you're getting worried about that. You have to be a little bit concerned for sure. But the Calgary Evan thing is interesting. It's, it's so alive. You talked about being immersed in this culture. I was getting my coffee, you know, just in the, uh, in the break while you were doing the interview in the last segment. And Pete and Brandon, two of the staff here, they're sitting in their desks that are across from each other. And, I, and I'm outside the hallway and I overhear, Weren't the Oilers like 16 and four at some point? <laughs> you know, we just oh, love know. it when the Oilers suck, you know, and it's, but it's, it's, the, the hate is really so amazing. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, into the game tonight and, uh, you know, just where the, where the flames are at. Northside YEG watching on YouTube says, all they say up in Edmonton on TSN radio is how soft the Oilers are to play against. Not sure if the same can be said about the Flames. Well, the same can't be said about the Calgary Flames. And Winnipeg, we haven't forgotten about you yet, but a lot of things have flooded my mind here on what you're saying. And it was a couple of months ago that the Flames and Otter fans were both writing into this show and can't wait for a playoff series between the two. Right? And the Otters were 16-4 and four at one time. They were 9-1 and one at one time. And I still don't know what happened. Where and when did the bottom fall out of the Edmonton Oilers? I can't. I know. And I watched the games, and believe me, they don't know either. They, they clearly do not know. But 10 days ago at FLA Live Arena, if you read my blogs on it, watched this show, the Calgary Flames came into Florida and tried to run the Panthers out of the rink. And for the first five minutes, they did. They had a 2-1 lead in the first period on Florida, which nobody has in that building. And then the Panthers just took like a whack. And they're like, oh. But they stayed on their feet. And then they started playing. And they came back in 1-6-2. The Flames never won another game again. The Flames were trying those roughhouse tactics, Moose. 
and they got him penalty problems. The Panthers made him pay on the power play. But that's the Panthers' home where they're 2-1-3. and three. The saddle them is Calgary's turf, and I think they'll play a foot taller tonight, the Calgary Flames at home. You understand how big of a game this is tonight for, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, with, the, with Florida, it's interesting. You know, when you get that shot in the mouth as the big bad guy and you taste a little bit of your own blood. Oh, yeah. And then you come back with a vengeance. And, you know, that's what Florida did. Well, now Calgary's, you know, knows what they're capable of. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to the table tonight, what the work ethic like, you know, how much they bear down. Are they going to play physical? Are they going to play with speed? Um, and what it's like at home. Um, it'll be a tremendously uh, fun game to watch. Well, I, I put a lot of faith in our viewers because I think they know what they're talking about. I think they know sports. I really do. Um, Jason in Red Deer's watching, and he says, I'm confident in the Flames pulling it back together. The Oilers, on the other hand, I'm not so confident. They really need better goaltending. Great comment from Jason and Red Deer. And thing if it is, my point is, I've been doing this a long time, as of you, and our viewers have been watching sports a long time. And I, just for the Flames, I remember four or five years ago watching them on opening night on television. I wasn't there, I don't think. Going, this is a good team. Yeah. Why do they suck so much? Vancouver Canucks, opening night this year when we were in Edmonton, you and I watched that game from Rogers Place. And I'm like, they're playing so bad tonight. I can't even tell whether they're good or not. There's they seemed a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is a lot. If you, you can see whether a team's good or not, but you can also see whether their heart's in it or not. Like, listen, what I say about the Miami Dolphins in, was it the home opener against Buffalo? It was. I'm like, these guys are good enough, but they were dropping passes. They were blowing coverages. They were uh, all cut. They couldn't block for their quarterback. That's when Tua got hurt. But I'm like, but they are good enough. That was the first of seven losses in a row. And they turn around on seven in a row. It tells you how much is right here. Now, there are some teams that you look at and go, they're, they're just bad. Yeah. You know, Arizona's, I'm sorry, they're just bad. Um, Montreal, very interesting last night. They've lost six in a row. And the breaking news today, by the way, is the Canadians have hired general manager Kent Hughes. He's been an agent forever. He's now the next general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. But this drop-off from being in the Stanley Cup final to the worst team in the NHL for Montreal. I do agree with Mike Jensen. Nobody saw this coming. But I'm just also saying, boy, am I getting off on a rant here. And I'm also saying, though, the insiders said Montreal was built to be good for a long time. Do you remember that? On that Stanley Cup run last year? Where are they now? I know. And incredibly worried, right, about where the future is and looking for reasons to be optimistic. It's hard. We know it's incredibly tough to get back to the Stanley Cup, especially if you get there and lose. You know, it, it doesn't happen often. I mean, Tampa's a really good hockey team. For them to get there and win twice, that's not, you know, that big of a stretch. They're that good. But for most teams, it's really hard. You know, St. Louis won, and then what happened, right? Now they're working their way back. But um, it's tough, and, and there's a lot of work ahead for the Montreal Canadiens. It's 11-11 Mountain. Uh, Pay attention to your thought. Uh, the Greek freak is watching George Anitsos. He says the defending North champion Mighty Maple Leafs are looking good. Oh, do we have to go turn it around and talk about the Leafs? 
Just one second. Dan, the Jets fan watching on YouTube, says, so they're not signing Evander Kane now? That's good because he may make them better on the ice, but nothing else. I'm starting to think that was what the orders were doing. Ken Holland sent a trial balloon to see how it would be taken if they signed Evander Kane, and I think the idea was soundly trounced. That's my... Now, Kane hasn't signed with anybody yet, Darren, but they sent the canary into the coal mine and the canary didn't return. <laughs> right? I guess so. <laughs> like, to me, that's what happened. Um, all signs came back to say no. And, but maybe, maybe they're still working it out. I don't know. You know, we had heard, you know, a million and a half dollars. Um, was that from Sean Simpson? Um, I mean, yes, he would help on the ice. It'd be interesting to see, you know, where are the Oilers at? Where are Oiler fans at? You know, at, at what point is it, we'll do anything to win? Sell my soul to win. It doesn't matter. We just need a win because our team is, this is our window. Um, yeah, clearly it hasn't happened yet. So now I'm starting to, to wonder if it ever will. Uh, I appreciate everybody that are writing in and watching on Game Plus Television right now. We're broadcasting live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Sutina First Nation, just outside Calgary. This is Calgary's entertainment destination. Look it up. It's beautiful. Um, but you can write us, if you're not watching on YouTube, where a lot of people, where, where a lot of these comments are from, you can text us any day, anytime, 902-518-3033. So Barry is watching in the Queen City. And he says, Rod, I was listening to you and Theo yesterday talking about your sobriety of how many days it's been. I've never thought of that. We met many years ago, as you can remember. And as of today, I have 11,506 days of sobriety. Wow, how time gets away from us. How about that? Ring the bell. Amazing. Congrats to you. Haven't ever said that as we don't see each other much since you're how done with the that? CFL. Thanks, brother. Stay the same. Enjoy listening. Thank you, Barry. This guy was a mentor of mine way, 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 way back. And I know he'd been for a lot longer than me, obviously. But there is an app, My Spiritual Toolkit. Both Theron Fleury and I have it. My Spiritual Toolkit. Look it up. I think it's free. There's a daily reading on there, and it uh, tracks your days, your months, your years. Yeah. And I'm coming up on seven years, uh, January 27th. That'll be a big day. I was expecting to be at the Vegas Golden Knights Florida Panthers game that night. I'm like, that was going to be a gift to me, from me. And then life happened. And instead, yeah. 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 And that also will be fine, but we got to find a way to celebrate that. Mm -hmm. I think the Flames are home that night, too. One day at a time, right? That's right. Uh, Sharon's watching in Calgary on Game Plus Television. Carried all across Alberta, by the way, on Telus Optic TV. Look it up. Call your cable provider for details. From Ryder fans in Calgary, welcome to our beautiful city. We invite you to come check out the Ryder Shrine with our collection of interesting and unique items from back in the days to present day. Well, Sean, you tell us where it is, and we may end up there, but we're getting a lot of invitations. I feel, Moose, that you're not telling me all of the invitations. You're just <laughs> springing them on me. That's just how it seems. That's not the case? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. One day at a time, right? One hour at a time. Mm. Uh, oh, from the Shooter Shoot basketball podcast, they, he says, the buffet looked delicious, Rod. We've got a budget, space. 
you know that it's good. Oh, yeah. Barbecue, pork ribs, uh, fried pierogies, uh, Yorkshire pudding, as we said. Yes. Old-fashioned country beef stew. That's what it said on the yes, thing. Yes, that was good. My mom, she would have been proud because it's tasted just like hers. Pecan pie, lemon meringue pie, carrot the, cake. Some almond uh, chocolate truffle. Um, How about that? Yeah, like red velvet cake cookies, um, chocolate chip cookies. You name it. Like, it was just endless. Then there was the chocolate fountain with... with, with um, what are those Mexican fruit to make you feel good. churros? Churros yeah. and donuts and oh, the barbecue ribs were good. Got up and worked out today. Ran several miles and then had a hot tub and froze my hair. Outdoor hot tub. How about that? So you wonder why we don't have a Rod's rant for Bronco plumbing and heating. I got nothing to rant about. Anyways, we're take your time off. Continue the discussion with you and Derek Dennis coming up at the Calgary Stampeders later on this hour. We are live from the Event Center, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino is the place to be. And that's where the RP Show is broadcasting live today with episode number 676. We'll be here for a few weeks before into Super Bowl in Los Angeles and then back here to Gray Eagle. So it's a fun time to be alive. The Moose is with me here in the event center on the way. Derek Dennis of the Calgary Stampeders. But we've got breaking news all over the place from the hockey world today montreal canadians forwards cole caulfield and joel armia have been placed in the nhl's covid 19 protocol ahead of tonight's game in dallas the last place canadian have endured a miserable season including a COVID outbreak that forced 24 player two assistant coaches into a isolation at its height meanwhile at the other end of the spectrum with that team kent hughes is the new general manager of the Canadians, the team says Hughes signed a five-year contract. He's a longtime player agent. He joins Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations Jeff Gorton in the Habs front office. And uh, meanwhile, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment is looking for a new president and CEO. The owner of the NHL's Leafs, NBA Raptors, Seattle Argos, AHL Marlies, and Major League Soccer's Toronto FC said this morning that Michael Frisdahl, who has served in both roles since December of 2015, is leaving at the end of February to become executive chairman of Signature Aviation, a British-based multinational aviation services company. Now, I don't know anything about this. They have named Chief Financial Officer Cynthia Devine as the interim president and CEO. I just got to say this looking from afar, Moose, 2,500 miles away. Did he jump or was he pushed? Because I've seen headlines already. Right. Uh, head of MLSE. You know, got a new job. They're looking for a new president. Oh, real, real, real. Because who wouldn't want to go running this marquee sporting outfit to a playing company, an air aviation company? Who wouldn't? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. Been waiting for this job his whole life. His whole life. Who doesn't want to do that? Uh, this sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League brand news and analysis. Visit dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Hoon's G2G protein bars. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca and get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. 
the Greek freaks watching from the Four Seasons, and he's he wanted the Leaf talk. So here you go. You're the Leaf guy, Moose. You, producer Clark, the Greek freak. How do we feel about the fact that your team's lost a president? Because I don't think people understand. That's a key role, okay? President set the tone. They, I believe, set the culture. And what do you what do you think? But I think it's different than the president of the Leafs, right? This is Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. So this is the governing body for all of these teams, the the collective, the holding company, the 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 main conglomerate here. Um, I don't think it affects the Leafs that much. I really don't. Um, but it will affect the direction that MLSE goes. You know, whoever they put in charge um, of MLSE, the new president CEO, that'll determine a little bit of the vision, right? I mean, the board and the chairman will, will dictate some of that too, but the CEO drives it. So, you know, when you look at these brands, maybe not the on-ice, on-field, on-court product as much directly, but when you look at the brands, yeah, it'll be interesting. And for me, where do the Argos fit under that? How much does a new CEO and president of MLSE feel about the Argos? How much emphasis or focus will there be on the Toronto Argonauts to grow that product? We know there's lots of focus on the Leafs and the Raptors, but where will the Argos fit in? That'll be interesting. It is a highly interesting time in sports in Canada. And it's night and day different from America. Night and day. Yeah. Just look at the arenas for one, and the stadium. But I don't, when those NHL teams started buying CFL teams, the only reason I liked it was for the security. Because you knew the NHL teams were making so money. And that's the truth. I mean, I've had some of those NHL team presidents say to me that in the, the CFL budgets are nickels and dimes. And the NHL budgets are billions. Right. Honestly. But what I didn't see coming, and I should have, because I don't think like them, was when they started pushing around their staff and saying, oh, you're going to go from the hockey team to the football team. If you don't like it, you're fired. And there was no competition across the street. They're all owned by one company. Where are you going to go? Yeah. That was the one thing I didn't like. And then they've streamlined everything. So there's far less jobs. I didn't see that coming. And I should have. You think more of a business way than I do. I thought it was going to be a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing anymore. Competition improves quality, right? All, you know, not always, but most of the time it does. You know, there is nothing better than a good adversary to help you take your game to another level. When it's just you, it's easy to get complacent. You own everything. It's easy to get complacent, right? And just move people around. So, um, yeah, there, there, are, there are positives for sure. You know, owning all of them and having them all under one conglomerate and, and uh, having that in your city can be a good thing if it's done properly, but not always. It's interesting, by the way, and I love how huh, interesting how our Calgary viewership has shot up over the past couple of days. But the general here in Calgary says, yeah, the Flames are still trying to sell the stamp. I mean, I got that. Listen, remember, I got mm -hmm. that tip in the fall, and I reported, hey, sale of the standards is in. And then I had two, I wouldn't even say connected Calgary sports. They are Calgary sports. People call me and go, you're right. Yep, it's happening. And then it got poo-pooed, remember? Yeah. By the Calgary media. And then confirmed by the Calgary media. And now we haven't heard anything. And it's just, it's, the insider trade is a tough one. 
Um, look at our guy Sean Simpson at TSN 1200 Ottawa. It was late last week that he says, yeah, Evander Kane signing is coming. You mentioned it earlier. 1.5 million prorated. Where is it? I know. So I'm not say, I'm not pointing the finger at Simmer because uh, he did the exact same thing I did. It's like we hear things and then they don't happen. It's a perilous trade. Yeah. It really you know? is. It's It's tough. Like, you know, and that's in business too. Deals can fall apart. You know, all of a sudden things, you know, change. Um, doesn't mean the news today isn't the news today just because it's not the same as tomorrow. But yeah. It's tough being an insider because once you put it out there, people think, well, if it doesn't happen, you were wrong. And that's so far from the truth. Uh, Darren watching in Salt Lake City. This is interesting. Darren Workman regarding our upcoming guest, Derek Dennis. He says, Rod, we will miss Derek playing down here in the States in the XFL. Could he maybe tell us what the major problem was with the Elks in the 2021 season? They were preaching a great culture. Oh, yeah, they were, weren't they? <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, well, we're going to ask Derek. Uh, yeah, because I think he will answer the question. Why do I find interviewing Derek Dennis far less intimidating than interviewing Cyborg? Because I know Derek Dennis, that's why. Maybe, yeah. That's... But now I know Cyborg, and she's a real sweetheart. Yeah. We're tight. Um, but anyways, I'm like, you're going to miss him playing in the XFL. He played like three games, maybe with the New York guardians, maybe. Right. Well, ask the bone crusher that if you just tuned in, uh, Moose and I talked about all the CFL notes of which there are several Dexter McQuail retired in Toronto. The riders re-signed their first round pick from a couple of years ago, Justin McInnes and so forth. But a lot of the bickering in that that's going back and forth. And there's a lot amongst the players and the media and staff and blah, 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 is very distasteful. I mean, I'm on record as saying what I'd like to see. I'd like to see them merge with the XFL. I think it would be exciting. More new teams, excitement, more blood, more money. But nobody wants that. So I'll show myself. Um, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, watching he says it's like these prospective owners look at the books and go um nope so kudos to the new ownership in bc for just stepping up and following through with the sale i think that's the one thing doesn't look like the cfl's in a gonna die i have no idea how they've survived this i have no idea how they survive but it does it does need a little sprucing up like i say um this is one of the greatest cfl cities in the country there's no doubt but I do remember, what year was it? Uh, you wouldn't remember, Darren. It was a long time ago, but it was the West Final. We were coming in here for the West Final. I think it was 2013. And there was the Stamps held a rally downtown on Stephen F. Austin Mall. Isn't that what it, Or Stephen F. Hill Mall. Okay. Stephen F. Austin is the university that where Willie Jefferson played. Stephen F. Hill Mall is here in downtown Calgary. Three people showed up. Two Ryder fans. Remember that? <laughs> yes. I remember you talking about it. And, you know, it was kind of a bit of a joke, right, that nobody showed up to this rally. It doesn't mean that there's no Stampeder fans in town, but it sure made it look that way, didn't it? Made it look like there was no support for the team. And who knows what the reason was for that? Probably bitterly cold. Yeah, because communicating it would be an issue. Yeah, too. and there was, a, there was a good crowd for the game. But I think in retrospect, I've been driving around Calgary the last few days thinking about the past. And in my mind, I'm like, 
Okay, maybe I see why the Stampeders have a problem with me. <laughs> At the very least, the Flames don't. Right. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But it's like, do I need to come down to McMahon? Let's have a coffee. Let's sort it out. I don't feel like they want to do that. Yeah, but do you think they're self-aware enough to understand, you know, that's who maybe you were and now you're not, right? First step of getting over it is understanding what the issue was. And the fact that you're even willing to say, okay, I can maybe see as the rider guy why they wouldn't like me. But I'm not that guy anymore. It was an act. Yeah. Um, the, I just think the flames are above it. Stan Peters' feelings are still hurt over things that I've said, but they're all supposed to be one. Calgary Sports Entertainment Group. You know what I mean? Aren't you the same people? Let's sort it out. <clears throat> Maybe we'll talk about it at the hockey game tonight. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Stephen Avenue Mall. Thank you. Why do I keep throwing an extra initial in there? Stephen Avenue Mall. Uh, Jason and Red Deer say, Mall for the merger with the XFL, Rod. The full progress of the league is far more important than preserving it in time. From Northside YEG in Edmonton says the CFL and XFL merging would be fantastic. I wish for that to happen. I didn't want to open up. And I don't know why I did. We're all working remotely, by the way, for, a, for a, not just Darren and I being live at Great Eagle, but some of our staff, some have gone into COVID protocol, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if you guys are able to put the comments up, but Randy in Cochrane, Alberta, right now has the taco time comment of the week he is leading the way and you but it's not to say it was fantastic it's just one of the best yeah and he said if Djokovic had been allowed to play in the Australian Open it would have been a Djokovic and I like it that's um, pretty good so far he's leading Randy and Cochran Alberta is there a taco time in Cochran my guess is probably yes Um, Moose, I'm going to step aside. Or no, you're going to step aside. Okay, yeah. works for me. And come back for overtime. But when we come back, Derek Dennis of the Calgary Stampeders, and I think that uh, he's going to have a lot to say. So we'll be right back. Stick around. You're watching the RP Show live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in sunny Calgary. Flames home to the Florida Panthers tonight, and we will be in attendance. That is our featured game of the eight on the NHL schedule, but there are a lot of Canadian teams in action tonight. Jets at the Washington Capitals. Sends home to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Montreal at the Dallas Stars. But we're talking football now. And and by the way, coming up in overtime, it's been a spicy talk time viewer takeover uh, segments today. Taco Time Canada has over 120 locations across Canada. And we may even hit one up today. But we're excited to welcome our next guest, Derek Dennis of the Calgary Stampeders. The guy has had... Uh, 
quite the past few years, Bone Crusher. But you, you're back with Calgary again, the place that you just can't stay away from. What led to this signing? Uh, Derek, congrats, congratulations on it, by the way. Thank you, God. I appreciate it. Um, essentially, what led to signing is uh, me reaching out, let them know that situation, uh, you know, my, my previous situation is, is handled and I'm free to go wherever I please. And Calgary was first choice. Um, like you said, place I probably built my name and my most well known for my resume is pretty much created there. So I figured what better place than to go where I started it all. I got to ask you what all the viewers are asking me to ask you. Are you willing today to talk about what went on in Edmonton that forgettable 2021 um, season? I mean, honestly, I, I think I've I like already said exactly what it is. I know I don't. People keep asking like what exactly went down. Like I could tell them something different. I mean, what it came down to is just the differences of opinions, and that's that's really what it was. Just didn't feel comfortable with the situation. You know, in life, there's times and things that you go through where you just you get a gut feeling where it just doesn't feel right, right? And regardless of what is it you need to do, sometimes it's just smart to follow your gut and. You know, that well, I guess next that I didn't put myself through, through what the turmoil of 21 was for that team. And, you know, I got a clean slate now and I got a chance to be able to continue my career and continue, um, you know, being known as the bone crusher. And that's, that's really all I could ask for. Well, and one of the top tackles in the entire Canadian Football League, you saw Jackson Jeffcoat named you on this show last Friday as one of the top two or three guys to go against in the league. But I got to ask you this, if you had to do it all over again, and I know you can't change the path, but would you have never left Calgary? You know, because Huff keeps oddly saying, come on back, Derek. But if you had to do it again, would you have never left? Uh, honestly, yeah. I think uh, if I if I, situations had transpired, I would have just, you know, it would have been my best interest to, to stay in Calgary. And I've always wanted to stay in Calgary. Calgary is a place that I, I love to be. I know the city. I know the coaches. I know the organization. I know a lot of the players, man. And um, when you got when you got a place where you know you've been successful and you have some type of continuity and comfortability, and being in that place is always why. Kind of as an athlete, man, it's that's hard to come by from place to place, right? Um, the unfortunate thing is in in the CFL and for as a CFL athlete, you always got to monetize yourself as much as you can when you feel like the the opportunity is there. And I so every time you know at the end of the day, it's business, right? As much as we want to keep it X's and O's and what goes on between the white lines, it's still a business at the end of the day. We still have families that we need to take care of. We have to put food on the table and, and provide a roof and clothes on the back of, of people who depend on you. So I always make it a point to exhaust all my business options as best as possible and then and then take it from there. So um, again, yeah. you know, home is home is where the heart is. And uh, they always say if, if it's meant to be, you always find your way back to it. So that's that's pretty much what it's been for me. Well, you're not a dumb guy, and you have had a lot of colorful experiences the last few years. But one of our American viewers, he's in Salt Lake City, says, we're going to miss Derek in the XFL. And I'm like, did you even have time to unpack your bags with the New York Guardian? I mean, how long was your time in the XFL? It's nice for him to say that, but it wasn't like you were going on the Mount Rushmore of XFL players. Nope, they don't have one. They weren't around long enough. Yeah. Um, it was, it was short-lived in a sense of playing. I mean, I was there. I was around for a while. A lot of people don't realize um, with the XFL, I spent two weeks in Dallas with that Team 9 thing, and that was just kind of their protocol with any new players joining the league had to go to Team 9 as their kind of the acclimation period to, to get to a, a organization. Um, I'm only in New York for about three weeks, but I did get a chance to be in the Dallas Renegade game the whole second half. 
um, due to um, one of the, you know, tackles, injections, and all that stuff that happened in that game, right? So I do have a half a game of film from playing in the XFL. And I was supposed to start that Houston game the uh, actually the day after everything got shut down. So the first game I was actually supposed to start and be able to kind of finish out the rest of the year as a starter is when COVID hit and everything kind of got shut down. But, I mean, in that short time, um, it, it was cool for me. I got a chance to be home in the place that I grew up in um, since playing football in, in the backyard that, that I that I was created in. So um, uh, I always – I love XFL fans. I love football fans in general because um, they always have a passion for, for whatever brand or – organization that they you know claim to and especially you got those fans who just love the game of football and just as a fan of everything right so i think um i think that's more of a uh testament to my resume as a sense of a player and what people know the type of player i am would would show me that type of support so it's always appreciated yeah some questions are coming from viewers that are right out of my mouth i saw what you said on twitter about the perception of the cfl player and this viewer in edmonton has said uh, his name's Northside. He says, what was the play? Oh, sorry. He says, what's the pay like in the XFL compared to the CFL? I was thinking, what was the play like? Quality of play. Let's start there. What's better, XFL or CFL? Uh, it's, it's, it's unique. Um, I think it was the same type of players. There was a lot of guys who had tried to come to the CFL and in CFL training camps. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that it's very hard for Americans to, to stick on in the CFL because of the ratio. So a lot of guys are not just fighting against the, the position, but they're also fighting against that, that ratio to, to make a roster, right? So it was a lot of good football players who tried their hand at the CFL and just couldn't stick because they just couldn't fit into that ratio equation, right? And again, um, what I always tell American players when they come up to Canada is that um, that ratio is a big is a big part if you make them or not, right? You're a really good player, but if it's, you're, you're competing at a position that they require to be Canadian, then you pretty much have no shot at making that roster, right? So um, that's that's it's really no difference in the sense of competition. We're a lot of the same players, a lot of ex-NFL players, a lot of ex-CFL players, guys who um, had a lot of football experience in general in different leagues, right? So I think um, in the sense of I had to go by competition, it's hard to judge it because essentially playing a different game, right? The small nuances of the CF game make a different game to be played different body types. Um, what I always said to football players in, in states and football leagues in the states, players are much bigger than what you have to deal with in the CFL, um, but they're not as uh, quick or fast or could cover as much space because CFL athletes have to be able to cover a lot more field than you no normally have to do here in the state. So I think every player is good in their own right. It's the same thing with CFL to, to NFL, right? A lot of people think there's a big um, talent gap between NFL and the CFL. In actuality, really not at all. Uh, you Outside of maybe the top two guys in the NFL, which is normally maybe one or two guys a roster, right? Not everybody's going to be a Julius Peppers. Not everybody is going to be uh, a Cam Wake. Not everybody is going to be, um, you know, those type of guys where they're just they're just freak athletes who just stand out wherever they go, right? It's only maybe one to, one to three guys on a roster. Everybody else is pretty much able to be interchanged and move around and could go up and down, wherever the case may be. So um, there's, there's not a huge talent disparity in the sense of football players um, from the league. Yeah, they want to they know which league pays better, CFL or XFL? I think um, I think now with, with the CFL going up to 65, I think base minimum, it kind of puts them even even playing now in sense of conversion. Um, it might be a little more in XFL because you don't have to worry about that conversion rate um, as a player. 
and you don't have to worry about the uh, certain tax rate that comes with like certain provinces or comes with, um, you know, certain states. So like if you were a player playing in Texas, you probably made more be right because you didn't pay state tax. So um, that's what people don't realize is that us as football players, we pay entertainers tax, right, in certain places. So regardless of where you play or where you're based, you pay taxes in every state or every province or every city that you're playing, right? So um, a lot of people don't realize that that kind of determines your pay. And, and again, with the conversion rate that you have to deal with, that always fluctuates in the CFL, right? Um, you know, a Canadian dollar could be strong one month and the next month it could be really weak, right? So you got to deal with that as well, so. Pressure. Um, lastly, we're running out of time. They just want to... Some want your take on the NFL playoffs. Um, did you have a Super Bowl pick going into the playoffs or into the season, and has it changed? Are your team's still alive. What do, uh, what do honestly, you think this is going to happen? It's changed a little bit. It's changed a little bit this wild card weekend. There's been a lot of blowout games. I didn't expect to see a lot of blowout games in the playoffs. But um, if I had to pick a team that I like that's trending, uh, I think Darren would like this answer. It would be the Tennessee Titans, honestly. I think with Derrick hmm. Henry coming back and uh, and seeing – I mean, Tannehill is not the not he's not one of flashy quarterbacks, right? But he's a great game manager, right? And as long as he's able to manage the game, and what Tennessee really does a great job of, is they have a great defense and they know how to control the clock if, as long as they can take care of the running game, right? And all you need is Derrick Henry to bust one or two runs to kind of kind of put a put a off another team into a different mindset when they get behind. Tennessee does a great job of once they get the lead, they know how to play with it, right? So, I think they're a dangerous team that you have to look into. Um, they they made a deep run a couple years ago, almost getting to the Super Bowl. So, I with those type experiences under their belt and them getting healthy at the right time, could be a, could be a team that you need to watch out for. Great analysis, Bone Crusher. Glad to have you back, and uh, let's do it again soon. All the best, and thanks for the time. For sure, man. I appreciate the time, Roddy. Derek Bonecrusher Dennis of the Calgary Stampeders. Give him a follow on Twitter. He is a must-follow and obviously a great guy. Moose will be back here for overtime right after this break. We are live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment. Watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio, Rod Peterson. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show. We're live from there. The Great Eagle Resort and Casino. I wish they would stop playing the Dallas Cowboys game. Why, why, why? It's not the Great Eagle's fault. It's the TV station's fault. But uh, it'll be interesting to see the days that are ahead. Uh, more and more people think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be firing Mike McCarthy. And I think that they should. He's got three years left on his contract. But the one thing is we can bring the moose back in here for overtime, brought to you lovingly by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the NHL. There's the moose. Um, I don't think money's a thing for Jerry Jones. No. Right? If he's got three years left on his deal, what would be the downside of firing Mike McCarthy if you're Jerry Jones? What perception and saying that you screwed up? I don't think Jerry, frankly, might laugh at this. But I don't think he's that egotistical. If he thinks it's what's best for the team, I think he'll fire Mike McCarthy. It's a tough decision because it's very much <clears throat> a situation that's somewhat similar to Pittsburgh. And one of the hallmarks of the Pittsburgh Steelers is they don't fire their coach. They haven't had a lot of coaches, right? You know, if a coach is there in Dallas, it's the same thing. You know, they don't want to have a revolving door and set a precedent of, you know, this revolving door of head coaches. They want to bring people in 
set culture and go. I just don't know what led them. Like Jerry Jones, where did he go wrong in his due diligence of Mike McCarthy? I want to ask anybody that's played for him. Go watch Sports Center, which you did. Did you see Jesse Palmer on there? Yeah. He's like, I played for Mike McCarthy in San Francisco. It pains me to say it, but this guy's got to go. Ask Tory Gurley, who played for him in Green Bay. I'm not. Who did you interview, Jerry? Who did you talk to? That's the thing that bothers me the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, we. John Ohm joined us late. John Ohm. Yes, Moose brought me my gong and breaking news bell. Thank you, Moose. We talked about the NFL playoffs way back at the start. And I'm not going to do it here now. We played deal or no deal earlier with the betting lines from our official betting partner, yeah. exclusive betting partner, betregal.net. We played it in the warm-up. You got to be here at 11 a.m. Central or noon Eastern. That's when we start. And we can't slow down for the others, right, Moose? We, we can't. No, that's right. You got to be here on time. So Zach here in Calgary writes and he says, hey, Rod, I watched the replay of your show yesterday. And one famous person that's been to the Great Eagle Casino has been Anderson Cooper of CNN and Andy Cohen. I think those two are together, right? Like, wander the halls of this event. Have you got out and walked around? Yeah. Anybody who's anybody has been at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. And I'd been here before we started this residency as I was with you. That's right. George Strait hasn't been here, but that's not Gray Eagle's fault. That's George Strait's fault. Right. And I don't mind saying that. Um, who's the most impressive poster that you've seen, by the way? Because there's a oh, lot. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to put you on the No, spot. I know. There is a lot. Uh, not impressive, but I liked Ron White. Yeah, I thought that the comedian. The comedian. from He's always what got his scotch and his cigar. I, like, yeah. love... Love, a lot of love comedians. Some Ron a lot Wright. of comedians have been on this stage where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Um, he was really, yeah, that one, that one for me was really cool to see. There was a few others. Um, I would have liked to see Sammy Kershaw and Aaron Tippin together. They were on the stage together. That Ain't was nothing cool. wrong with the radio. That was boots. Don't go near the yeah. water. Uh, Craig Drebbit watching in Calgary says, "Great place for comedy shows." Right here, the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And by the way, as we're sitting here, I mean, we could talk about the NFL, but we did that. I want to talk about fun stuff right now. And um, we met with the Gray Eagle people yesterday, yes. and they literally said, you know, how much do you guys want to be here? And I said, I don't want to leave. And they were like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny when you think about how I know. the conversation can, went down. Can you tell the story about Corey, though? Which you know, part? Well, you asked her. You know, do people ever come up to you and say, yes, tell okay. me a joke? The people that know me that are watching will not be surprised by this. The people that are watching that don't know me, you're starting to get to know me. So Darren and Sheldon from the Great Eagle were walking, and I was with you guys walking down the hall, and I had heard that Tori, I'm not sure her title here, Sheldon's the director of entertainment. She's up there, but I can't remember. She's his, his number two. His, right, one of his first hires, and he loves her. He says, oh, she's a comedian. So I broke off from you guys, and I stuck my head in her office, and I said, I hear you're a comedian. And she spun around in her chair, and she's like, yes, I am. And I said, let me guess. The most annoying thing that anybody says to you is, say something funny, Corey. Because I hate it when people are like, Rod, why don't you do play-by-play? -play? 
I'll be at a, like a floor hockey game. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, are you going to pay me? Show me your voice. Yeah. Right, right. Call the player. No, it's what do you want to do your job right now? Anyways, Corey's like, well, what I say is no funny, no funny. <laughs> and then we got in the Saskatchewan thing. She's like, I've heard your voice for years. Driving back home to the promised land. Yeah. So, anyways, we're in the final minute here. No money, no funny. No money, no funny. We need a we need a saying like that for play by play and broadcasting. We'll think about it tonight. Yeah. How about that? Uh, while we're at the Flames and the Panthers. Thank you to Derek Dennis. Thank you to Nick Lewis. Great job by our entire crew. Rolf, Clark, Jordan, and all the rest. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Same place, Gregle Casino, here on Game Plus TV and YouTube. That Facebook Live comment is contractually binding, just so you know. <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.